Holy shit. What's it all? The fuck. I bet it's high because yours was high. Yours was high. Okay, you want to hear it? Yeah, tell me. Welcome back to the reproducers, guys. Where we put ourselves in the shoes of uh, a professional, but also, more importantly, I think as a fan, right, Mandra? And uh, we talk about the films that we love and kind of hate sometimes. But yeah. basically, what we try to do is like try and think of ways where we can change it and make it better. And uh, accordingly, to rather than the last episode, we are trying to bring in a rating system. Uh, yeah. this generous idea and I agree with it that gives closure to any of you watching so that you can like measure how much we would change a film right Manu? yeah so if anyone watched our previous episode uh, the whole one hour 20 minutes of it that's great thank you for watching uh, you're one of the few <laughs> but uh, we watched it as well and we decided it's a bit too yeah. long and we are going to make it a little <laughs> bit more interesting uh yeah. but we are still experimenting we are going to improve keep doing changing up things yeah. uh with every episode but uh we also decided to bring in this rating system because of that so that we have more structure so that you all have more structure as well when you watch it and mm. uh, we'll have more interesting points to talk about about each film and you'll have more understanding of how it each film goes then we can learn as well uh that's the plan yeah. so far uh so yeah. we'll just try jump straight away into episode 2 you already know what it is from the title uh we are going to talk about a very very interesting film uh very interesting uh there's a lot to yeah. talk about if you go just talk about the plot itself but we are talking about Tenet today uh directed by Christopher Nolan um mm-hmm. and starring John David Washington uh who's the other guy Robert Pattinson. Pattinson. <laughs> Jesus, man. I just forgot. <laughs> I just forgot. Uh, yeah, yeah. That guy. Uh, Elizabeth okay. Debicki. So many good people. Mm. Kenneth Branagh. Uh, yeah. It's a very good film. Uh, that's my small take on it. But we are going to dive deep into it in this episode. Uh, so... Yeah, first starting off, we'll talk about how we feel about the film. Just give a few takes on our thing, and then we are going to go straight into each department and break it down. This is what's your opinion on Tenet? Man. Uh, full trip. So, sorry for that, guys. I, I, I'm actually a peasant, unlike Minra. He has like a whole setup, but I broke. So yeah. I'll resort to this. Please don't let <laughs> <laughs> yeah so uh, this, this is what happened so the first time that i watched the movie uh, so i actually did one how how many times did you watch it okay i'm going to be dead on i only watched it twice once the first time that i watched it in the theater and then just for this episode let me explain why twice so, yeah because so, so this is what happens the first so i'm a huge nolan fan like i love uh, interstellar it's my favorite uh, christopher nolan movie yeah and uh, yeah so i had big expectations going into this but the first time i watched it it it, it actually pissed me off a bit 
Not that I hated the movie, but I really didn't like it because one main reason is I got to admit I didn't get it. I didn't understand it, and I wasn't invested in the characters. Oh, you are in the and... same boat as hundred percent of the population. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but there are there are cocky people who, you know, say that you know I got it, you know I understand it. There's nothing so confusing about. But man, fuck you! <laughs> it was confusing. It was meant to be confusing. and i didn't like it the first time but then i watched it for the episode and then i think it gets better the more you watch it the more you watch it like the puzzle the pieces come together so mm. i think that's what it's meant to be mm. so like i think we talked about interstellar a long time ago two of us like and watched this stuff like the first time you watch it you don't get 100% of it but then you keep watching it and you get the entire like for me to understand interstellar 100% i had to watch it eight times in total Holy so shit. yeah so now like i get everything about it so, like i can't remember most of it but okay. so it took me <laughs> still don't remember <laughs> no it was a long time ago like it was 14 <laughs> it's, it's been <laughs> damn 6 years <laughs> so yeah so tenant i think uh, you have to keep watching it several times to get uh, the proper story and i, I saw somewhere that there are 21 time like in tenant 21 or tw- more than that so mm-hmm. true i think i understood like six maybe but then yeah so you have to keep watching to like understand more and more about it we'll get into the whole story when we yeah. probably talk about the writing or maybe the story true, time true. of it so, yeah. so, so what I, i'll give my i'll give my take on it uh i watched the movie four times uh i told you this before okay, we yeah. started shooting as well. uh mm. i've watched every christopher nolan film more than two times that's i think that's a normal mm-hmm. thing to do now uh yeah. ever since memento uh it's mm. been a like a really normal thing to do where i watch it to understand it twice or thrice this is four times for me now uh yeah. i still don't understand most of it just like this aside uh mm. it but when i watched it the third time i realized that uh the whole film was not meant to be understood it was mostly uh not again not really it's it was about nolan saying that the film is a whole experiment in itself yeah that he's so, trying to just make the whatever movies that he's going to do in the future just like this probably and he's just experimenting uh what is like going to do next and yeah he this was more of a yeah I, i would say the story was the most important thing that drove this film and apart from that uh mm. there was nothing that nolan focused more on so his idea was about this whole how to make sci-fi and time travel more original which is done like hundreds of hundreds of times before he tried to do it in a different way so it was an experimental yeah. film which he tried to like you know uh so that that's pretty much what tenant is it's nothing that we if we try to complicate it there's so much to like to get into but yeah. as a as a person i think that's what nolan wanted we was to get like you know he's trying an experiment what do you think about mm. like that's that yeah. was it so yeah 
so yeah, I mean, good. I have, I have like, yeah, I have rebuttal you on those, but let's get into this. Yeah, and yeah. We break down the stuff we'll talk. So, about. so what we are going to do is we are going to talk about uh, each department, each element that goes into making a great film. We are going to give a score mm-hmm. out of hundred. So, the the parts we are talking about, the categories we are talking about is directing, acting, uh, what cinematography, writing, writing. Yeah. Uh, there's mise-en-scene, uh, which is an interesting mm-hmm. part. We'll get into that. Uh, then there's sound design and soundtrack, post-production. And the final one is the impact of this film on the per- on a personal level, on a cultural level, and a cinematic mm-hmm. level, which is, yeah. uh, very, uh, which is a very interesting part of a film that a lot of people don't critique on and don't, when they do their rankings, their ratings, they don't add okay. into because it's very important. So that's why we thought we put that as well. Uh, so we and start, also, yeah, we're going to give two different ratings, right? Like your rating yeah. and my rating. Yeah. And then compare the two and maybe we'll add them together and, you know, like a general rating. But then I don't think, I we think need people watch I don't this. think we need to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll just leave it there. Yeah. I think it's people need to, to establish that. Yeah. yeah, people need to realize that me and Menro really agree on one thing. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> when it comes to movies, yeah, we have very different uh, perspectives, and that's and what makes it better. Yeah, this is an experiment know? for yeah. us to as well to see how far mm. apart we are with the whole uh, one film yeah. <laughs> and every film we do after this. And whoever who yeah. watches this can, you know, take one side or agree with both because, yeah. you know, on some films we might not be so far off. Uh, but this film, uh, I'm not really sure how far how the scores are going to be. So it's going to be interesting. Yeah. We'll start off with the big one, uh, which is directing. Um, this, uh, yeah. What did you think about Mr. Nolan directing this film? Okay, I have to admit, like, uh, story and all that, it comes under writing, right? So leaving that aside, I think the directing in this film was fantastic. Like, I mean... It's, mm. it's, if you think about it in a, in a filmmaking perspective, yeah. the concept of reversing a video clip is not much, but then getting your actors and action pieces to go forward when everything else is reversing. And he and we all know that uh, Nolan is a sucker for practical effects. He hates CGI. Like he was born to damn CGI. <laughs> so he hates CGI. So he definitely used practical effects for this and in my research i found that like in most scenes what happened was like the entire scene was moving forward and then the actors were moving backwards but we see it as actors moving forward and the world moving backwards so that's very very interesting and i like you said there's definitely a passion project for nolan is nolan going out full nolan and (laughs) we all know that nolan has a very massive fascination with time uh, inception memento yeah interstellar so he he's a, he's a guy who always wants to fuck with time <laughs> and <laughs> basically he he wants i think this movie tells us the viewer and uh, everyone the audience basically that we understand time differently and time works in its own way but we only see a certain version of it and that's explained throughout the movie yeah. And uh, this movie through the inversion concept, uh, it shows how uh, little we understand about time. 
mm. and uh, it's meant to be confusing like for example if you think of interstellar which is one of my favorite movies of all time uh, the fifth dimension thing mm. when he goes into the, the what they call the tesseract and yeah. he can talk to his daughter so that is the fifth dimension and most people i mean humans aren't uh, you know made to understand the fifth dimension because in the fifth dimension basically you go up and down in time so like you said the movie is not meant to make complete sense and Nolan did a very good job in establishing that yeah yeah <laughs> like, oh interesting first time yeah first time you watch it and all you're like oh fuck this doesn't make sense but then i think that is kind of the intention but then okay i'm going to keep it short so uh, nolan i mean i don't have to talk about nolan he's brilliant when it comes to action big set pieces uh, and all that but then nolan always kind of slacks off on uh, things like i don't think he's very good at directing acting because i mean he hires good talent Mm-hmm. and they bring a lot into it but then especially in this like john david washington i mean he's a good actor i mean for fuck say he's denzel washington's son but then he sometimes felt a little bland when it comes to acting and nolan could have changed it as a director like for example uh, uh, he just comes off as i don't i i i disagree with that i disagree with that yeah but so he his my thing i don't think Act, acting wise there was a lot to do because of the film mm. and the way the yeah. film was made uh this is where i think directing here nolan this was one of his one of his uh lesser great projects mm. uh yeah i also he, he did a mistake here he did a mistake he does so in nolan's films one thing he does a lot is explaining he does a lot of exposition in films exposition, where yeah. he keeps on explaining with every single scene uh, what's going to happen which mm. is important because even if you explain uh, you have no idea what's going on uh, mm. but in this one uh compared to his older films he did one he didn't do one thing which was very important and that was the first scene uh or the very first introduction to the film he it we he kept the audience completely blank to what was going on if you watch it for the first time you have no idea if you have no like no sense of what the movie is about you have no mm-hmm. idea what what the hell is happening uh when compared to something like inception which is sim what what is the most similar film uh there was explanation in the very first sequence where you remember cob goes to you know in his dream to that place and he starts explaining to uh, sato was it again same villain oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. uh hmm. saying you know i'm i'm one of the best in my field uh, what i do this is a dream he explains hmm. it in the very first yeah. sequence so that immediately we know okay this is where this is not the real life this is a dream this is what's happening this is who he is but here we have no idea who the who john david washington's character is what's what's happening yeah. in this opera thing uh who mm. are these people who do we need to care about uh there's nothing 
And until the very end, what really confused me was right. He didn't want people to understand properly the entire f- the story, but he yeah. didn't make us care about how it ended either. And that is yeah. normally should be a main point of a film. Yeah, I think need that, to, that's more towards writing, right? I'm uh, thinking about the story. But even even directing was, bro. I, I think like yeah, yeah. he could he could have made the first he only needed to do like do some tweaks in the first scene to give us some mm. sort of like okay this is about time inversion this is about uh this character is uh, a secret mm. agent like those kind of things if he explain even that little bit uh i think this would have been a much more interesting film but someone could easily yeah. switch off if they were not a chris mm. nolan fan and they yeah. already didn't know that he made great films in the very first sequence mm. saying this is this, a this very is poorly made film this is yeah. a very poorly made film like mm. at, at the very first sequence itself this is there's nothing that's not a yeah this is definitely not a movie for a casual audience it's yeah, definitely not if this was christopher nolan's first film this would have been a flop complete yeah. flop yeah. so that was because so, of the directing in the first sequence mm. so yeah i think but then think, uh, yeah my point is so if you notice that he was trying to go for this whole spy aesthetic in this like the whole spy thriller thing like yeah. i saw this article where he was he wanted to give it a spy kind of spin off like a james bond uh mission impossible kind of vibe mm. uh, because he actually wanted to make a spy movie but then i feel like um why i comment about the acting is this, i think that also reflects on the fact that we weren't supposed to get too invested in the characters because we don't know much about them so true, true. and I, yeah and also like i i think that sometimes in some moments why the acting didn't come off right was you don't really understand the intentions of john david washington so yeah. his name is the protagonist like he doesn't even have a name for the film yeah. he's called the protagonist so uh, it's, it's 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 still it's experimental like for example if you compare the acting of uh, you know uh, i remember his name cooper right from interstellar so all the characters in interstellar and you compare it to this you see the difference like mm. in the characters in interstellar you are invested but here not much and uh, but then i got weird with like the set pieces the uh, the directing was amazing but then uh, when it came to acting and like investing characters and also i think some scenes were particularly too confusing that they could have been you know directed in a way where they were easier to be understood like for example the first time i watched it in the opera scene particularly yeah. i thought the the guy in the 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 the, the box like thing was watching the opera where they were going to like you know rescue him mm. so i thought he was held under like you know duress like they were holding him hostage because all the guys around him pulled out guns but then that's not what happened they were actually protecting him and then yeah. the police were supposed to kill them so i don't okay i'm going to ask you a question uh do you think that a movie has failed if you don't get it the first time you watched it like no, if a movie no. bangs on rewatchability or not rewatchability on the fact that you have to watch it multiple amount of times to get it uh, do you think that is a is a symptom of a failed movie 
No. Like this. No. Because that's whole mm. Christopher Nolan's MO, like motives. Yeah, he yeah, yeah. he bangs on that. He bangs on uh, us to have a memorable experience where we want to talk about it afterwards, like what we are doing right now. You know, talk about yeah. why it was confusing, what exactly happened with friends. Like some films mm. are so good, like and it looks so good, but some people don't understand. And we go and talk about it. It makes the whole experience much more of a. Mm. you know entertainment entertaining time because of that so i don't really i don't really think it's a failed ex- like a uh, movie but i do think if you make it too confusing and you don't let anyone in then you're just uh, yeah. doing a disservice to the audience as well yeah you need to give them, the audience yeah. yeah you're just using the audience to make your own experiment happen uh mm. I think you need to let them in and say okay the clues are there everything's on the plate you just need to figure yeah. it out like you know that's that's the fun parts about movies when some people actually have seemed to figure it out like when we talk when we like have conversations on films if we if you seem to have an idea about that film much more than me that's more interesting but if both of us yeah, have true. no idea and then the rest of the people have no idea as well then that that makes the film you know a very forgetful thing here it it's on edge it's on edge like you know people can say they understood and say it's a very mm. simple film we make it complicated and that's because of how he directed the film it's acting really mm. affected it but acting they couldn't do much with it because i think i thought i, I really thought that like uh, oh, uh john david, david washington was really good i thought it was yeah, really he was good. i mean i i don't I'd think say... his act, acting was bad because he he didn't have a like a character to go with like he didn't have a past yeah. when he like imagine you get a script like that and it said protagonist and mm. you know you have to you yeah. have to build the past then you know like how we did yeah, in mean, drama was, remember yeah. like we have to build the past like that's how you do it yeah. but if you but get then, like uh, someone like yeah. neil's character but here yeah that's more yeah, interesting yeah. uh but here like i i mean i i agree like at some points like john is one his acting was brilliant like especially when he's been tortured and then at the end when neil was leaving to die basically yeah like, those i mean he's he's a really good actor obviously uh like black clans when he was amazing then i feel like christopher nolan could have okay then he comes back to the writing issue uh the fact that we weren't supposed to be okay so i i think minor can agree with me on this uh, i think i believe personally that an audience will be more on board with the film based on the relatability element like exactly. how relatable exactly. is the film to you exactly yeah. so so in a film like interstellar where you don't get shit when the first time you watch it like what the fuck is going on like it's so confusing but then you invest in that small story where a father is trying to get back to her his kid and yeah. the daughter waiting for the father so it's it's simple as that but here the story is how the protagonist is trying to protect this woman from this evil person and trying to save the world 
uh, where you don't feel it as much. I mean, you, I mean, this bugger crashes a fl- fucking plane for her. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's a bit crazy. So, uh, I, I think uh, he was experimenting to see how you don't need characters to make a good film. I think that's what he was trying to go for. Yeah. But then, I think he failed. I think that fell short. I think he I think failed. He, yeah. Yeah. And, and, and it's not in a bad way. It's just, mm. uh, I think because the plot was so interesting, people would still watch yeah. it. Like we would watch it like four or five times. But we'll, every time I watched it, I felt like, what if the characters were good? What if we actually cared if someone died? Mm. I personally did not care if uh yeah yeah definitely you know whoever who died uh it was mm. it, it didn't bother me like you know even if it was John David Washington's character protagonist dying mm. I would be like oh okay that doesn't make any difference so yeah true so, like and well, and also uh, this movie was very kind of What's the word for that? It's, it's not confusing, but uh, it's a bit overwhelming in the sense like the mm. editing. Like they say one sentence of a, a paragraph in London and the next sentence is said in India. It just suddenly cuts and then you're like... Yeah, so... Yeah. Dude, I need to ask you a question. That's a Nolan thing, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I need to ask you a question. What is That's not a jump cut, right? It is a jump cut, right? I mean, if you think about it, I mean, they're in two different countries if you think about it. A jump cut is normally when you, like, you don't cut to a different location, do you? You never cut to a different location. Isn't that, like, like a technically wrong thing to do? Because you are completely taken out. True, true. I mean, in this, I don't think this qualifies as a proper jump cut because... The, the continue because the jump cut basically breaks continuity, right? Yeah. Like, for example, there's this frame of you talking and then suddenly the jump cut of you sleeping. It breaks continuity, it like cuts to something else, like the future. But then this, it's like, it is a jump cut, but it's also not. <laughs> but then the fact that... No, but even in yeah. jump cuts, in jump cuts, bro, you don't feel it in most films. Like, if it's done properly, True. you mm. know there's a purpose behind it. But in this, yeah, I actually felt like it, it felt yeah. jarring. Like I was like, yeah, that's the word, yeah. shit, like that, what happened? <laughs> that's not over. <laughs> like <laughs> like and, there were so many moments like that. And like, I was like, true, true. Being, you need to finish that part. Like I need to see more mm. of it. Like uh, even, even, even the parts where like in the same editing wise, where they use sound design to make it mm. go loud and it felt like they were try- trying to do it like an opera like throughout the whole uh thing mm. putting the soundtrack yeah. in and like making from end to be like the start to the beginning and end mm. you know making it like one whole thing one whole sequence yeah. of events the whole mm. timelines you know in one whole line uh i think yeah. that's what he was trying to do but it felt very, you know, you like you said, the pace was very weird. Like uh, the yeah. pace, it didn't feel. So there's like, definitely, there definitely was a pacing problem in this film. Like things happen so fast. I'm that not sure you lose they, track. 
yeah if you if you don't like really look at everything that's happening mm. you'll miss mm. out very fast if you miss a scene yeah, yeah. like if you get up and go somewhere and come back this is not a film to go to the toilet and come back to yeah, yeah, yeah. definitely mm-hmm. not like if you go <laughs> you'll miss and also there's something yeah <laughs> there's something we should talk about like during sound design but then also i think there's a huge problem in like the sound but we'll get to that later yeah it was also jarring but then this the directing was good like i mean to put off an action sequence like that is it's just legendary but then what happened in between the the glue that put the pieces together was a bit shaky that's what i that's that's my opinion okay I so what's like your to... overall take like we talked about the protagonist but what about the others mm. acting what do you think about those characters like okay to think about it now that you pointed out the acting was actually good but then the fact that they weren't made prominent like there were very i mean there were moments of intimacy moments of emotion but then there were so few and far between that mm-hmm. it just felt like things happening you know this thing happening this thing happening and going back to something and going back to the other thing and going back to that it was just things happening where you weren't invested but then if you think about it that's what nolan wanted to do because nolan is not someone who fucks up things right uh-huh. he 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 has a reason behind everything so i believed him after the second was the first time i actually hated it uh not hated but like disliked it a lot to a point where i didn't want to watch it again to understand it unlike what it was for interstellar where i was so invested that although i didn't understand half the movie i wanted to watch it again and i ended up watching it eight times i might watch tenant the third a third time since i got it more this time i was more invested but the, the first time that i watched it was in the theater also i was on board so i think in that aspect he failed like not that he a person needs to understand the entire movie the first viewing but you need to get hooked on mm. i think that needs to be there so so most yeah most people i mean going on reddit and all that i think most people watch this film just because it was a challenge to understand mm. it was more like a puzzle more than a movie yeah so yeah. Yeah, for me sense, yeah. for me the antagonist was a bit of a problem i don't think yeah, that Kenneth casting Brenner. choice was right we can't brana cannot brana because yeah. i think he was too popular to have a fake russian accent it didn't fit Oh, yeah. if someone yeah. unknown or less known was doing mm. a russian accent and acting all villainish mm. i would i i thought the i thought the introduction to him like it took like what almost an hour to be him to be introduced on screen yeah. and i thought that was really really good uh mm. the the build up to who he was uh them in, like talking about him all those parts were really good but when mm. he was introduced he didn't he didn't like live up to that standards for me i felt like yeah, kenneth brana yeah. should like although he's a great actor he didn't fit that mm. casting choice so, uh, i had no problem with robert pattinson he was he was really really good uh he didn't have mm. a lot to do honestly Uh, yeah. but i think he did his part in it 
uh, Elizabeth Debicki did her part in it. She was actually really good, better than I thought she was. Uh, mm. So I really thought the acting was quite good in this, except the antagonist, who I think could have been a better person. Uh, yeah. That's where only I had the problem of. Even the side characters, like you know Priya and all of them, I think those were really interesting choices, which you know you don't mm. see much a lot having. Yeah. But you see, but, uh, no. Yeah, I think the problem that I had with acting is like most of these characters came out as snarky. Anything like they were like snobbish, and the protagonist just says some like you know crazy. You know, I can do this. You know, I'm this and that kind of yeah. shit. And then same with uh, most characters, like talking in like very smart tongues and all that. It feels like. it is the same character in different different yeah you know, i think that's clothes. got to do with the writing though bro so true, true. that's true because i think christopher nolan could have changed it a bit although the page yeah. said this he could have been like you know why why not deliver it like this or why not shoot it like this mm-hmm. so uh, i think he's to blame there yeah i think you are realizing that there's problems in the directing <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> so, so, so that's that's why I'm saying you know that that's an issue. Yeah, writing wise. Okay, okay. Let's talk about writing because that's your favorite mm-hmm. thing as well. Yeah, shall we give the ratings and more? What do you think? Of all, we'll do it at the end. We'll talk about the whole film and do it at the end. Or do no, you want? I, I might forget. <laughs> forget. Okay, well, how much do you how how much do you give for the directing? You okay, so this is out of you write your own one. Yeah, we need to establish that this is out of twenty because uh, yes, for every other section it's ten except for writing and directing because that's pretty much that the point. makes yeah, that makes or breaks a film. Yeah. Uh, so I'd give directing fifteen uh, out of twenty, which is generous on my part. <laughs> oh, fifteen. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Because it, pulling it off is hard. I mean, he fucking crashed the plane, man. You can't top that. <laughs> well, could have not been his idea. Okay, I'm giving much, directing. How, how okay, okay. I'm not going to think about this too much. I'm going to give directing a twelve. Okay, right. Okay. Uh, it's just my opinion. I think. Uh, don't comment me. I'm yeah, Nolan. That's fine. <laughs> Because I think he did a yeah, lot of mistakes. Yeah. yeah. We could so, have gone more into it, but then I think we're running out of time, so we can just move on. No, yeah, yeah, and there's not nothing much today. We already talked about it because there was a lot of flaws, especially in the first scenes, and mm-hmm. the way he directed actors could have done better. So that's why he's getting yeah, a twelve yeah. for this. It's okay. He if we yeah. we talked about some other film of his, he's gonna get like eighteen for sure. But you know, it's yeah. not that <laughs> film. <laughs> Writing, 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 writing or acting. We okay, talk about acting. So yeah, yeah. So acting. So this is a separate category. We are going to give ten for that. So acting wise, since you pointed it out, yeah, acting was actually good. Uh, they should. I mean, Kenneth Branagh did his best, but then they could have used someone else. I agree. I mean, also like. Even if they did use Kenneth Branagh, he didn't have to use such a thick Russian accent <laughs> because this guy has been an international arms dealer living in like all around the place, maybe except Russia. <laughs> Why place, did so. it have to be Russian? Like, 
could have been yeah, normal I mean, that, British. That, no, but then that makes sense with uh, the cold war. You know, the oh, whole, yeah, whole idea where they, where the formula appeared and all that stuff. But then, but then, why did they have to have like such a thick accent? Like, oh, yeah. <laughs> like you grow so, up, so that was a problem. You forget the fucking accent. <laughs> Yeah, like look at Menorah. Sorry. <laughs> like for this, he talks like normal, but then usually he's like, "All right, mate." <laughs> That's how easy. So, so yeah, that is. This is all the boss persona putting on. Yeah, <laughs> practical. <laughs> no, this is this is real persona, but the fake one is like when he's like outside walking around Melbourne. <laughs> how much do you give that? Okay, I'll just we talked about acting, but then let me just just briefly say some stuff. Like, like you said, they weren't given much to work with, so uh, they did a brilliant job with what they were given. Uh, but then again, that's why I didn't put it on the acting, but rather directing, where the acting didn't come out properly, right? I bet we can see a lot of cut scenes where they did put like a good performance, yeah. but then the editing and then the directing didn't leave enough room for them to shine. So the spotlight the strength for them to like come out and do a good job. Uh, but then yeah, acting was good. It was good, yeah. I'd agree. It was pretty good, but it wasn't great <laughs> because of the directing problem, <laughs> right? Yeah. Because I, uh, there's not much room to judge them. So how much do you think about it? After all that consideration. Still, I'm generous, so I'll give a six. <laughs> but if it's just John, John David Washington's acting, it would have been like eight because, except for those moments where he was like just snobbish and snug, but then that was probably Nolan's instructions. Because if you look at Black Clans, but like I love that movie, it was great in it. Uh, so, and also moments where he showed emotion and contemplation and where he but was he like. But have a lot of moments to do that here. Yeah, that's the thing. So, uh, and six. if you re- what are you six. trying to change? Yeah, no, no, no. I just tried to explain. You know, this, this is not John David Washington, but then everybody together gets a six. I would give a six as well, dude. I had six in mind. Okay. So my my thing yeah. is not John David Washington. I think like uh, supporting actors like. Robert Pattinson and Debicki was yeah. more like better actors. John David Washington did his part. Kenneth uh, mm. Branagh was okay, but you know he. Uh, my thing is he should not have been the uh, antagonist. Mm. Uh, yeah, so supporting actors were really good, and John David Washington was okay. So I would give a six. So that's mm. that's my thing on the actors. They didn't have a lot to do, so it's unfortunate for them. They really can't get mm-hmm. higher score than that. Uh, yeah. you, what did we talk about? Okay, let's go on to. You want to talk about the writing now, or keep that for the latest yeah. later thing? No, I think we need to establish writing and then go on okay. to the others. Let's do writing. All right. Okay. So shall I start? <laughs> go for it. Man, <laughs> you got to invest in your character. Yeah. So here, here's the thing. Before you start, okay, writing. When we talk about it, we are talking about the storyline, and yeah. the plot. Did it live up to the expectations as well? Like we need to consider the dialogue. We need to consider uh, how important was the plot 
when it comes to the movie and how it affected yeah. everything else and yeah mm. so that's the whole part of this section okay yeah. continue continue so uh okay i'll start with the good stuff and then go over the bad stuff you already said a bad thing <laughs> okay fine i'll start with the bad and then go to the good stuff so the the writing in this okay the bad stuff dialogue was shit you agree right i love too much exposition like the, so mm-hmm. the whole there's a rule in film that says show don't tell but this is more telling than showing but yeah i have a question if that's your signature do you stick to it mm, but then nolan there are moments where nolan have has not used that much exposition like for example memento doesn't use that much exposition and there are so more nolan has proven to be a master at weaving in exposition into the story where we don't really feel like someone is explaining the movie to us but then i think as of late he has reduced effort into that department whereas he has put more effort into things like the effects the concept and the the, the plot and all that Mm. so in that sense i wouldn't excuse him for that i and i do i don't agree with you on that that that's his signature i think he has done so many big conceptual movies that he has kept on giving up on it but it has become part of his identity so you are you are not saying that it's it's one of his signatures it has become but i think he's capable of better that's what i'm yeah. saying yeah so he, my my thing with the dialogue is uh, i agree with you i think he does a bit too much explanation and i i really didn't like the fact that there were so many points where two people were talking all the time and explaining stuff to each other and also they they, they explain stuff. stuff in the most and they, they explain stuff in the most unceremonious you know situations like yeah. they're riding a car or in a chase in the middle of a chase or they get shot at and like, this was happening this was happening this was happening dumb it doesn't happen exactly <laughs> yeah it's, so, it's, so that is, it was so it was at at every scene it felt like they were talking about what was going on next in the scene like and we yeah. didn't we didn't like we we already knew before the scene happened what was going to happen like yeah. in the and, in and the, the scene with yeah. where they were talking about like John David Washington's character and Elizabeth Debicki's character was a cat they were sitting and yeah, having yeah. dinner and then the bad guy started to sit down we already knew mm. the next scene was a fight <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah they're like, going to beat you up and you know throw you up somewhere exactly <laughs> just before that we knew that dinner was happening because of michael ken yeah like <laughs> it, it's just it's just too much and it didn't stop until the very end of the film Every and also part. like one of the worst problems here with the exposition thing is i counted i think four times where characters said try not to understand it <laughs> but yeah. they're like they know the people who want to go and get it they're like you know best not try and understand like first the girl who's like explaining the inversion is like best not to understand it too much and then it doesn't uh, the trailer right character this is the trailer as well yeah. so you walk into the movie knowing that you shouldn't give a shit <laughs> basically <laughs> so that is that is just poor i think we should have yeah, done better it, with it, that it really bordered on the part where 
it almost became lazy on his part where he was like yeah yeah i don't give a shit about anything else except the story the plot the plot of this the plot okay, so, was, so, so we yeah the, the plot was so we established that, that okay so we established both of us agree the dialogue is bad okay moving on pretty bad so uh, the plot uh i think it's really good it, it it's what drives this film like it's what keeps audiences guessing on what's happening um mm. but like we talked about like it gets overwhelming at points i think uh, it's i think it's the concept more than the yeah. plot like it's plot includes characters it's just conceptually it's brilliant yeah, yeah but but like there's an interview with christopher nolan where he says you know when he starts writing and because the paper is blank you don't have a limit you just keep on writing shit and it just gets mm. keep on getting more extravagant and more extravagant but there's a point in film making that you need to understand that the audience is not you and you need yeah, to stop true. going beyond and just c- confusing everyone and that's mm. a part of writing that should be you know that's what is taught that's why creating writing is taught that's why mm. screenwriting is taught like you need to you need to know your audience and after doing so many films he needs to know that his audience although he, they expect confusion a bit they don't expect to be you know walking in yeah. the yeah. walking in and walking out the same way as i just watch explosions happening and you know bullets mm. coming backwards that you can't I expect think this is, yeah. that's the explanation the I think the issue here was that this is Nolan at his cockiest. Yeah. <laughs> what what a movie does is it gives the audience a door into a the brain of a director. It creates a pathway where they they can like enter the brain of another person. But then if that pathway has like too many spikes and too many walls in the middle and it's so hard to like get through to, I think that's that's where you fail. Where you I mean you you have. the autonomy to make what you want and make it in your vision how you vision envision it but then also a smarter director would know how to navigate the audience properly through that brain so i think in that sense like you said uh, he has to be careful about it but then then again you can argue that he's been experimenting Uh, but then but the thing is yeah. the thing is bro like every in every writing when you write a script the simple thing is there's an intention there's an obstacle and there's something really really like that really mm. you know causes something for the protagonist to make sure that you know you can't get to that last destination yeah. uh that's the obstacle here we didn't care for the intention mm. or the destination the obstacle was the feel Yeah, that was the it. character wasn't built up. Was it yeah. built up at all? So character arc was really poor. Like, let's talk about that as well. When you write about the same thing with the dialogue, mm. but when you write Definitely. characters, you can't think characters are just unnecessary because mm. filmmaking for hundreds of years has been about characters. That should be an yeah. element because we go to relate to someone in a film, like we talk about relatability. we go to immerse ourselves in a world that we relate to someone in that picture and if we don't what's the point of that film like we don't remember that yeah. we don't care about it we don't care about at the end of the day fireworks and on our cool 
but if you don't relate to anyone the best example yeah, like, would be like fast and furious we relate to that mm. we relate to the characters for yeah, years although it's shitty we yeah. like we, we want to know what happens like when you say family who do you think of <laughs> like exactly. oh shit <laughs> so that's that's yeah. that's relatability that's investing also, in also i i remember i remember one of my mentors who like was talking about film with me he was like every film that's a universal rule has to have every film has to have some human element which helps people relate to the film like for example if you take something which is inhuman such as like avatar Mm. or something with some to do with aliens or even something like wally which is about robots but then when wally had emotions where you relate to the loneliness and you know find in love and uh, you know attachment and all that even avatar it's a story it's a human story mm. so in this the story was for those of you who didn't get it is uh, the protagonist trying to protect cat trying to save her from this guy and that becomes his driving motivation i mean motivation is established but then the fact that the characters weren't established makes the motivation dull and that Ooh, makes, is, like you said makes is is that what the story was about i don't think yeah. so no no i don't no, think so, so basically this guy he inverts himself to save her right and then he the, the, neil asks him multiple times like would you do that for her by the way do you know that neil is her son yeah but i yeah. didn't think the like story was about that true i think the story yeah. was about uh so he this protagonist is the creator of tenant and yeah. he's trying to stop the world from ending i mean he's not the one who created the inversion thing but uh, he, he created, created tenant, tenant the operation the operation the operation yeah. yeah so yeah. he goes he goes back in time everyone goes back in that pretty much there's not the mother the, the mother of neil that's i think that's just a thing that he has to do but no but then if you watch it again like he makes so many reckless decisions to save her just yeah, that for her. part i did not get though i don't think that was the main yeah. story though I'm not sure but I'm not sure this well, is that's yeah, this was again you did get it yeah but I, because to me there was a only human element in the film because that if, and if at that, the end you if that was yeah. the main thing like you said that's no point then this film has failed big time then i have to like okay because yeah what what was the point of you know having a little bit of if it was a you know love trip thing mm. he there was nothing there's no tension there was no nothing created between them yeah, but there, it's not love it's more like yeah i mean obviously it's not love there's no intimacy at all but then it's his mission he's a good guy no he's a good guy where he just wants to save someone it's like wanting to save a puppy <laughs> basically so but then it, it it goes like to an extent where this guy crashes a plane to like steal the photograph right i mean sorry the painting to save her because i mean he could very well put her life on the line and get to sato right that's his name sato mm. sato right sato yeah sato 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 the bad guy <laughs> kenneth brana <laughs> so to get to kenneth brana but then he doesn't so that is the 
the only human element in this but that's the thing so you, you didn't even the fact that you didn't even get it means a failure in writing right yeah absolutely Because, like is yeah. that's the case i mean my story yeah. was my story watching tenant for like four times was uh there's this guy he's been sent back in time cia operative asked to go back to save the world from pretty much extinction because this guy is mm. trying to kill himself and take the world with him so that's but why then, but then uh the protagonist did not go back in time he's just like going through this and neil went back in time to make sure that he reaches a certain point oh so, yeah. Uh, yeah yeah so, so yeah the movie is so confusing <laughs> the two of us are in two different pages <laughs> but he didn't go back in time oh shit no no he wasn't yeah so the opera thing was it happened when he had no knowledge of tenant or anything so so yeah uh, it's, he, it's neil who goes back in time and he's on the mission neil goes back in yeah, yeah. so even in the opera ah. scene neil is the guy who like catches the bullet who saves him so that's neil so neil actually went yeah, yeah. buried himself like multiple amount of time i lost count but then yeah so <laughs> yeah, but, Man, okay. if it's all because of that girl what the fuck yeah. no not all but that was his motivation because he complicated the fuck out of his mission just to save her i mean i mean the fact when he when she got shot that's the whole reason why he inverts himself that's a huge risk that and also to like get back the 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 thing the formula part but then yeah it, there is this big issue there that okay that so what would you give the writing <laughs> So yeah I I think we don't need to go much in detail about that but writing it's I have to admit it's really difficult to craft a film like this like I mean putting these timelines together to imagine the the temporal spins a move where one move is moving mm. through time while while is moving backwards like how do you write something like that it's crazy yeah I can't that's imagine that's some nolan yeah some nolan level shit like how only how nolan can do that only not <laughs> so, so how things come back to stuff like how they connect reconnect so in that sense he did a good job but then again like you know a script and writing needs to have a human element and relatability uh so i'd only give points for that and that's an 8 so i'll just give it a 9 out of 20 9 out of 20 so you're that high because of the whole 8 for the full the store the plot for the, the concept concept and then nothing else pretty much one mark can be divided among the rest <laughs> uh yeah, okay let's let's let for me concept i agree i think it's a mm-hmm. i would give it a 9 actually because i i don't yeah. think there's anyone uh pretty much in the film making industry who's mm-hmm. who's up in that you know level the top tier who can also, do something someone like who's bold enough to do something like yeah probably someone Some like any will you know maybe but you no know, even he won't ever do this maybe maybe ever. fincher might but then but I, fincher has character fincher is based on that's character. true yeah his dialogue is the stand out thing so no i don't mm-hmm. think anyone would do something uh character wise i would give it a zero uh mm. everything else like it, uh writing explosions and all of that he did a good job so probably you mm. know but that's standard for him i would give 3 marks 
I would give it another twelve out of twenty. Twelve out of twenty. Twelve out of twenty. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> All right. That's fair. Cinematography. You know, I thought it would be low. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think Jeez. I went too low. <laughs> But then I I I promise myself I'm not going to give it a ten because it doesn't. It doesn't. The writing could have done much much better. But then it it carried a huge weight. considering the plot thing mm. okay cinematography let's talk about that ooh okay uh i go first so yeah i don't think there was anything standing out of the cinematography this time there's a lot, lot of like drone shots mm. which, which was very very beautiful but that's very basic um like how how they used some parts to explain and show like subtext so show that this is what that meant was also very nolan moves which has done in inception mm-hmm. which has done in interstellar i think it's the mm-hmm. same cinematographer that he uses all the time yeah uh, uh, it's hoytman hoytman hoytema what a name yeah hoytema <laughs> yeah so he did interstellar dunkirk and yeah everything pretty much uh yeah i think yeah what what he does with like uh how he like composition and framing of the shots is pretty standard mm-hmm. for a nolan film but this did yeah, have yeah. a lot of things to do for if even mm-hmm. a cinematographer all that was yeah. just like big if there were like the huge uh, especially the car chase thing i think that was oh, yeah, probably was the hardest thing maybe or the i flow. think the fight at the, the fight at the, the end. Battle. yeah that that, that's pretty good but again that he didn't have a lot to do in that it's just shooting at a straight yeah, angle I mean, and moving with it yeah but then imagine like framing and all that when it comes like how the explosions happen and which part you shoot where and all that that's a good point like, actually like like that scene where you, did you get where the building blows up twice like it blows up and in the top it comes together yeah. and then it blows oh, up again and actually now that i think about it like the way that they yeah, used extra the way that they used the back to everyone coming back and everyone coming forward and he, how he shot mm. them with the main actors in mind i think yeah. that's a, that's that was quite impressive yeah and Not also like, think about it it's, it's pretty good in the te- yeah in the temporal swings move like you see both teams simultaneously yeah. you yeah. see the movement and even at the end even at the end you see the blue team going going back yeah. again and going like mm. starting from the front and that like yeah. very small part but how they showed that was like pretty good and now that i think about it it's not that basic my bad <laughs> yeah <laughs> no i mean it's it's very nolanish you're right it, it was yeah but, uh, this is different in that sense like how they practically did something like that using nolan practical. nolan has this thing with especially this uh, hoy tema he does wide shots a lot when he talks about like mm. the uh, like when there's dialogue happening there's wide shots yeah. and then there's basic like the conversations are just you know 180 roll over the shoulder mm. shots he mm. doesn't do much of fancy things it's just very mm. basic with those 
he goes over the top with the fight scenes and mm. explosions and those because that's yeah. a lot of explaining to do because that works with and camera. also but yeah i think one era i think they could have done more is so for this film they actually crashed the plane right it was a real plane crash but didn't you realize that it was covered in very few angles only from the back and not much from the front so they, i mean they could have just put a few cameras over there and covered the plane crash in real time with multiple yeah. cameras what they yeah. so uh, it didn't point. feel as grand so that's the my, front that's one the front there. shot wasn't shown it was just the side mm-hmm. and the back mm. yeah yeah what would you yeah. give cinematography if you give it would you give a rating taking into consideration the last fight sequence but then that's also to do with post production but then also cinematography so i'd say 7 i go with 7 7 out of 10 or 10 yeah what about you yeah i would i would give it a 8 out of 10 8 out of 10 mm. yeah right there's not a lot to talk about in cinematography is that with nolan he doesn't focus a lot probably on that I mean he's a very good oh. cinematographer and he does a lot of complex stuff to do. Mm. But when it gets repetitive <coughs> it it becomes the same thing. And just at yeah. the end when you do a big thing you can't really big give a you know then mm. out of 10 for that. I, I think yeah now that's not, now we should like make the transition to be sunsets. Now we'll yeah. explain now I think you should explain the difference and right. why we right, talk so, about most of the stuff that you think we should have talked about yeah, so apparently around. apparently i didn't know this a lot of people don't know what misansen is so i have yeah, to I <laughs> yeah so misansen is basically uh everything that's placed in front of the camera misansen could be uh the actors so the people misansen could be the stage design uh or set design in films misansen could be the symbolism misansen could be how they use the music uh everything pretty much everything that you see in front of your film is misansen uh it's a french term used for theater uh especially in theaters this i know a lot about this as well you have to stand in a way where you know you don't turn your back towards the people who are watching it the those kind of stuff but in film how they do that how the directors do it so that there's the story is shown through that that's pretty much what my sense is it's a very very important term that it makes or breaks a movie if certain stuff like uh frame blocking how the film is blocked uh how the film the set design is used the costume design is used those kind of stuff how you know if if in a historic film if they all wear modern suits it's wrong like you know it doesn't make any sense so those kind of stuff mm. what so i think goes into with a with a, with a very this is a very broad category right it's more it as a conceptual thing i think the director is in charge of this right in some sense i mean uh, it it in the, it's a collaborative thing with every department mm-hmm. but also mostly with the cinematographer so the dop mm. and the director so yeah 
a very very important part uh now yeah. that i said it how would you Explain put that in the, in this uh like you so said think, i mean so think about like the framing how they frame stuff yeah. how they use so a scene how would they place a person they use mm. in the last fight scene how they use the helicopters and the buildings and everything those yeah. kind of stuff mm. the music that you hear the sounds that you hear yeah. that's me so uh, in most films that we watch i think they put a lot of effort into creating a scene that's unique to the movie like for example if you watch most uh, like game or del toro movies or denny villeneuve movies like the 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 cars they use the clothes the, the setting all that is very conducive or like very uh, symbolical of the movie and is unique mm-hmm. to the movie but then nolan has this thing where he takes most of his movies and it looks like he puts it in the real world like mm. if you look at a scene from tenet and let's say i took a scene from the dark knight and tenet and i uh, let's say with, without batman and where you can't like identify what the plot point is and i put them in front of you you'd probably think it's the same movie so yeah. uh, he doesn't alter reality too much so in that sense uh, he hasn't done that much effort but in 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 other sense like if you take like a game or a toro movie like even the painting on the wall and the, you know the the color on the costumes and what they use is very unique to the film that's a lot of purpose to it. yeah there's purpose in everything but in nolan's it's not really there uh and uh, also like do you did you get where the last the car chase was i didn't even know where which country it was probably estonia that's what he asked like do you- Oh, right. That's where they were going. Ah, right. They were going to steal the stuff. All right. Makes sense. So, yeah. yeah. But I think like we said, we talked about how we were lost throughout most of the movies. Through the set design, through how they, you know, the framing and all that, they could have established more meaning and people could have had more clues as to what's happening. But then, yeah. Uh, yeah. I agree with you. I think, I think, we, I, I think, uh, Nolan doesn't really care about Miss Onsen, even though. I mean, he like, does to some extent, but not much. Yeah, not he much. he's not a person who makes films based on ah uh, everything has to have a purpose. Like this has to have symbolism. Again, when saying that, it's very ironic because he's kind of the master of giving different, you know, us yeah. to figure out stuff. but he doesn't use set design and all of those stuff to really explain a lot of things and make the movie unique he mm. he just you know tries to tell us it again through the concept his concept trumps everything so misonsen why such like this film as has a lot to live up to like he does he does mm. fle- the, the blocking wise like the way the camera is used to cover every uh character he does that well mm. so i would give him props to that like how he uses every like there's a lot of conversation in this film and it feels mm. very like film authentic when i say film authentic it's like you know you know you see every time you see two people mm. talking there's movement happening 
and the conversation is smooth. And also like, yeah. So also talking about costumes, like do you notice that? So he was going for this whole Bond aesthetic. Yeah. They use like, wear like expensive suits, but it doesn't feel very character realistic for the protagonist. That's what I feel. Mm. He feels more like a ragged, you know, like a person who just like go through a lot of shit to get what, what needs to be done. But then him always dressing classy and other than when he's trying to make an impression, all that I felt like it was a bit too much. It felt misplaced. That's me. a good point because he, the costume design also didn't tell much of him, the character. Definitely. Like in it, others, it other misled, films, misled the audience. Yeah. Other films, like if you take Inception, you can say, you, when you look mm. at Cobb, you can say, you know, this guy has doesn't have a normal job. He's just a normal regular mm. dude getting projects yeah. and he just gets paid every gig. He wears like that. And he talks to people who are similar clothes, like who wear similar ordinary people's clothes, doesn't have a lot of money. And when you separate people like the antagonist in that, who who wears rich clothes, who has a lot of money, the separation in that, that's good. That's a good sign of effort put in. Here, it, it doesn't show a lot in that. Like here, the difference is red and blue, the teams, those, those kind yeah. of stuff. That's the differences. Everyone's wearing army uh, costumes. Why? Like, they're mm-hmm. an army? Like, where did that come from? <laughs> like, like, those explanations also, are not there. Which is... And I think he, he's a minimalist when it comes to misogynists. That's yeah. a Nolan thing, I think. He just makes it, like, a visual and just says, this is what you need to know, and that's it. Mm. Like, he, he yeah, puts yeah. a barricade on that. So, misogynists was, I would give this film, like, a... A five out of ten, honestly. Hmm. Um, like, like to uh, further explain a little bit, like uh, I think uh, uh, the difference between Nolan, like how much minimalist he is. If you think about the Dark Knight trilogy, uh, unless someone tells you it's Gotham, you'd think it's New York or Manhattan or somewhere, yeah. because it feel it's like very realistic based on like a real place and all that. But other than that, if you look at uh, Zack Snyder's Justice League. You can tell that ah, fuck, that's Gotham. That's 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 not that's there. not from this world. Like, it's yeah, not a like, real city. You, yeah, like this, the the film was made to reflect that. Mm. So I think one of the geniuses when he comes, I I think you, I don't know if you'd agree with me. One one of the geniuses when he comes to Bison Sense is can you hear me? Yeah, go for it. Yeah, so uh, I think one of the most genius directors when it comes to Bissonsens is Zack Snyder. Like, his every frame tells a story. What do you think? Well, yeah, but I don't think he's the best. Uh, yeah, one of the best, yeah. I mean, there are per- people who have done it in the past because Bissonsens is a thing of the past. It doesn't happen a lot now. Mm. Uh, yeah, yeah. There are people who do it really well, but it's a thing that is... That is like a technical thing that people use to focus a lot. Christopher Nolan is a person who, you know, always tries to go beyond the normal rules. So he doesn't focus mm-hmm. on those kind of every technical aspect. So you can't yeah. really put the blame on him saying that this is weak. This sucks. That's why I put a five mm-hmm. out of 10 for him because he does the basic stuff and then he doesn't know. Mm-hmm. Make it go. Oh, wow. yeah, also, that makes I also go with the five. A five? I'm also going with the five. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. 
Okay, next, uh, sound design. Well, that includes music as well. Uh, the music, yeah. I, I, I think this music is, the music was really, really good. Uh, who I love big grands and he's just yeah he's, nah. he's amazing there's, there's no question in that yeah, dude i i will listen to it before this this uh, this podcast because oh. <laughs> just to get, yeah. get me into the mood of the film yeah it's I mean, really I, I good i listen to the i listen to the soundtracks more than i watch the movie so yeah. <laughs> still in a lot yeah so this this is right this is right up there for me with inception as a mem like a good mm. memorable one um soundtrack yeah yeah but sound design wise there's not it's confusing again because uh, mm. there were parts where you know he was trying to not use sound design at all and just mute the mm. Two, yeah. scenes and mm. that was confusing for me i don't know was was that, if that was a purposeful thing or did he actually miss it yeah in a lot of movies like I mean, Interstellar was different, but uh, in, I think The Dark Knight Rises, there was a huge issue where they had to dub certain scenes, especially with Bane, where mm. he just tried to capture a live audio and just leave it without, with less tampering as much as, tampering as much as possible. Like in this, I remember Ruanga, who was the best friend of both of us. He was like, I don't understand what they're saying. Like, it's very unclear. we watched the theater with like with the loud speakers like even i didn't understand most of what they said so in order to talk about it for this podcast like sometimes they say a sentence and i had to go back and listen to it again sometimes i like this one scene i listen to this one dialogue is eight times yeah. to make sure that yeah just for this podcast i listen i when i watched it i actually put it on subtitles and watched it for the first time on some yeah. some scenes and I it was surprising that I actually hasn't like didn't properly get what most of what <laughs> that's what they said <laughs> yeah completely misread everything and yeah. uh, the part where a lot of people are saying in this film where you don't hear uh people mm. talking especially in that part where you know Neil goes and you know gets the base of that museum the warehouse uh mm. he goes in first and just that's the part where it gets very confusing but i think that was done on purpose where the yeah, sound yeah. was much higher it was like then, only yeah. they are supposed to hear what's going on only that person is supposed mm. not us we are outsiders but again that yeah, that then, that ties into the whole way of directing it why yeah. like why is it happening mm. um but then like i mean even a film like interstellar was like conceptually very advanced and you're not supposed to get that either but then the sound design was made in a way where the dialogue was very clear like mm. even in scenes where they are driving through the corn field it's so loud but you hear what they say but in here even fight scenes you can't really hear what they're saying yeah like yeah. the drive the, the car chase you don't hear most of what they're saying you're like okay what, what, what's happening like you you don't realize that they just said what they were going to do and then do it and you're confused yeah. so, sound design was but then also i need to point out this like this is something that i actually pay a lot of focus to do you realize that when he is going inverted when he's going through the world even the 
the sounds play backwards. Uh, and that is pretty cool because he's talking and then the world is going backwards. Really? Like, so anyone... Really? Yeah. So you, you watch it again. That is pretty damn cool. I put a lot of effort into that. Like, so I'm moving forward and the world is moving backwards. So every sound you hear from the world is backwards. Like the even the car when they close it, like you hear the sound. It's, oh yeah. It's, and even the dialogue. So that's why they had like yeah. Even the even when the seagulls were going backwards. Yeah, even the, the sound, sound design was all backwards. That's interesting. Okay, that's gonna and, and change yeah, more. And it it all it it all uh, changed with so the, the sounds that this guy makes are all normal sound as in like it goes forward but every other sound goes backward so that was pretty cool uh but yeah then again you don't see that because like it's just jarring most of the other times that's interesting i i would give the sound design and the soundtrack because the soundtrack is so good mm. uh if i put soundtrack as 5 unfortunately this is out of 10 so yeah Yeah. 10, so, 10, so if soundtrack five. is five, I would give it a five, four out of five, uh, mm. or even a four point five out of five. Uh, yeah. So sound design, I would give another three, maybe three point five. That will come to around eight. So mm. because as usual, yeah. as with any. Christoph Nolan film sound design and soundtrack runs the film again it's part of the main things that people True. look at and he lives up to it here as well so mm. can't really low score this one even though you can't hear some parts where people are talking i think that's on yeah. the, that's done on purpose so if it's done on purpose then we can't say much on that because yeah, then if it doesn't serve the purpose i guess we can be critical But I like don't think the dialogue is not audible. It's not. It's a problem. Yeah, yeah. I don't think if 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 we understood some parts and that was still the case, I wouldn't have a problem with it. But, But would, then you remember, like, I mean, it's not just that we are Sri Lankans and we can't speak English, so you yeah. don't understand it. But then that was a global movement. Yeah, yeah. People wrote articles and petitions that the film's sound was bad. Yeah. And then Nolan at the end, he just basically shut the mountains right. Shut up! <laughs> so he just <laughs> gave a point, like, yeah. Shut <laughs> up! And 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 that's exactly what he said. That he just said that it was meant to be like that. Where it was meant to be realistic. Where you don't really hear everything. But then, I mean, if you talk about realism, <laughs> we don't make films. But then again, you have to respect him being brave in experimenting. So I'd give it a seven. I'd give sound design a seven, including the music. Music was amazing too. Yeah. But then. I want to give it a night or anything above seven because I think yeah we could have done better. Okay, moving okay, on to post production. Post production, yeah, tell me. Alrighty, we already spoke about it a little bit with the jump cuts thing. Uh, that was very uh, unusual for me, even for Nolan's mm-hmm. standards. I didn't like it. Uh, uh, even rewatching it multiple times, it was jarring. uh even when i was expecting it it felt very I think, i think just just if I, if i may like one reason why he used this do you remember in uh, inception they are talking inside this office and suddenly they're talking in paris 
and then to see that it was a dream but it works please it worked yeah it worked brilliantly to show that she didn't even know that she was dream but i think he got addicted to it <laughs> yeah because happened. here it's it's not like he's going back in time and he's going to india he's just taking a fucking yeah. fl- flight and you are like how the fuck did you get there fast like it's yeah, not it, real it's, it's, in films it should have a little bit of realism like yeah it's 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 like saying uh, mineral what's your name sorry i'm like uh, mineral <laughs> what did you eat today and then you be talk like one day later and you're like i ate you know <laughs> rice or something <laughs> it it doesn't make it doesn't sense exactly makes sense <laughs> so if he's if he's like using all this costume design and everything to make the world real make mm. the editing real like you know you can't just Seven, snap snap world. you out of the thing and then people mm. realize oh we are watching a film we are not immersed mm. in the world so that was a huge yeah. huge failure on the editing part others oh. otherwise like using transitions and all i think it was pretty smooth except the jump mm. cuts uh especially when there was like uh, when they were inverted there was some amazing work done uh yeah the, the, like editing wise which like just like the cinematography i think you can't really uh fault anything with that because that's the experiment done right there was a lot of part yeah, that yeah. the experiment was wrong but editing wise cinematography wise in the inversion and as you said like the soundtrack as well mm. was pretty good so i would give yeah. editing still a 5 out of 10 because for me when, when you talk about editing in tenor immediately what comes to my mind is jump cuts which i didn't like yeah. uh, it's not a big deal if you think about it in a bigger picture but if it if you like break it down and talk about editing that's a very important thing like editing is meant to yeah. be the unknown thing element you know you're not supposed to know yeah. it's edited so hmm. so i i agree with what you said and uh, talking about graphics like you said practical effects so you can use more more cgi yeah. but uh it is pretty amazing to realize how they sent scenes backwards and some scenes forward and it's it was mostly practically done but then post production wise except the sound design i think everything else was on point i'd say that yeah so it's just cool what's the rating what's the rating i'm still giving it a 5 out of 10 <laughs> why is that <laughs> i mean okay yeah it was so okay. here's the thing uh, visual effects wise there was not a lot of things that he did it was all practical effects uh it's to in today's standards it's it's if you think about it it's not like very amazing stuff except at the last ending which was pretty cool i i, I won't lie but again i won't think that went into like visual effects and all of that yeah because that could have been done mm-hmm. in real time real effects it's mostly practical stuff yeah yeah uh editing wise i think again the jump cuts really bothered me and if it mm-hmm. it kind of affected the film in that sense so that's why i'm giving it a five i think there could there could be major improvements in the editing part so fire i i'd give it a, i'd give it a 7 because of like the effort and all that 
I think it was kind of good. <laughs> like a fucking <laughs> teacher. Teacher. All right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, good boy. <laughs> He's done well in the past. <laughs> yeah. Give me a chance. <laughs> All right. <laughs> yeah. All right. The final. I love it. Is, uh, <laughs> the final thing. This is the one of the most important parts. Uh, impact. This movie will make personally. for yourself culturally and cinematically mm. let's talk about it this is the final segment uh final element of what makes a great film this is why we included it yeah it's very important yeah uh criteria mm. uh personally how did it affect you how do you think it will affect you so impact wise i just said that this film would be one of the lesser nolan films like uh, one of those movies that you i mean you know it's good but you kind of overlook like for example if someone says name the top 5 christopher nolan movies then it most likely wouldn't be there so as a nolan film in the nolan canon it has kind of failed okay can uh, i ask you but, a question uh yeah. as a nolan fan okay because you love christopher nolan films do you think you'll remember this film and you will talk about this film for a long time to come mm, not really because uh, uh like for example uh, do you think you'd talk about it for a long time to come i think i would like extensive uh, i mean i it not extensively because it depends on who i'm talking to uh because mm-hmm. i think a lot of people would be just like uh, how you responded to it would be like you know i don't give a shit uh i don't care about yeah, it yeah. uh because i didn't understand most of it it didn't feel relevant um but it's a interesting film that might become an actual masterpiece in the future which is very yeah, very ironic if this happens because the whole film is about the future <laughs> Uh, yeah. <laughs> if they was made for the future yeah if it, what if it was what if the experiment was to say this is how the it originated like films about like this could inspire someone else to make this better mm. and what if the like what if cinematically people would be like you know take stuff out of this and make it better and that no one would be like that's what i wanted <laughs> like you created the oh, entire shit. genre out of it and it was just an experiment mm. no characters nothing but about the future so yeah but like what if actually films in the future do not invest in characters because it's been done in every movie yeah because you know fuck characters <laughs> you know like how uh citizen kane didn't become a hit until like mm. what 20 years later what if this mm-hmm. is one of that what if this is yeah. you know not a, not a masterpiece now but yeah. something that would be very very relevant 10 years time 20 years time and people would be doing more things about the future more things about technology mm. more things mm. about you know how we go reverse and sideways and everything uh yeah this could be a re- this, this will... could be a great reference piece I think this will be more of a case study yeah. than uh like a, like an iconic film 
it'll be a time when a director was given complete autonomy and the director decided to go all out and take a huge risk and i think that's what it will be remembered for. and it will also be a case study on how not to write characters yeah <laughs> <You know? laughs> that's a, i i guess it will be memorable but uh, sometimes for the right reasons and mostly for the wrong reasons like mm. it's like how we talk about when we talk about queen and tarantino you know how we talk about death proof mm. it's a good movie it's a, it's a very enjoyable yeah. movie but you wouldn't like that won't be a go to tarantino movie tarantino film the same yeah. way yeah like like you want to get someone on board to nolan you'd be like you know why did you watch tenet at the end <laughs> because you need a proper dose of nolan to appreciate yeah so in that yeah you way, can't you can't start watching nolan films with tenet yeah you do that you won't finish I, it yeah everyone except the pretentious bastards who pretend that they got the film when they didn't except them everyone else who i spoke to really got mad after watching the movie They're like i didn't understand shit and that pissed people off and i don't think that's a good start i mean pissing people off is fine by a movie but then a movie that's not meant to piss people off is is a bit of a problem that's what i think so impact wise it will be a case study that's what i think so i think there will be cinematically there will be a lot of uh prominence to this film personally yeah. not so much mm. for a lot of people mm. for some people like feel uh for a filmmaker uh i think mm. it will be very important if you want to be a filmmaker yeah. you can take a lot out of this film good and bad and also and also i i saw like after tenet release there were so many youtube videos and people point a tenet like try out where they would like reverse visuals and try to shoot stuff yeah yeah so in yeah. that sense it it pushed the boundary it's like the it's like the the bullet time effect from the matrix you know the tenet introduced an entire movie based on a visual effect mm. <laughs> that's pretty cool yeah i think i think this will start a genre within the sci-fi and mm. you know mystery crime or gem like you know spy thriller yeah. kind of film where it will mm. look into the future and people will start experimenting more uh yeah. i think it's a think start it, to that yeah. so i think it also set like a high standard for like puzzle movies like puzzling movies that you just have to figure it out that's so, the thing it could actually mm. bring out more directors who would be like you know screw characters and everything let's just mm. freak people out and people might actually get into that like horror some people are not into yeah, it true. some people are into it mm. like and people mm. would be like you know true. going into films to just figure out shit uh yeah, like for example even ruang like he admits it's not a memorable film but he loves the challenge of unraveling the story so likewise i disagree that it's, start, it's like, not a memorable um, film bro i i i think true, true. it's a memorable yeah. film uh i think there will there'll be a lot of talk on this for years to come it won't be forgotten mm. every every moment in this film will be important so yeah impact wise i would give this at least a 9 out of 10 good or bad mm. it's impactful it's part like yeah uh, personally for me there's not a lot 
that I could take from this film, except what I would learn as a filmmaker, mm-hmm. uh, culturally, or again, it's hard to relate to this film. So I won't say there's a lot of impact on that side. Cinematically, there's a lot of impact. So it's a 10 out of 10 on that I'd, side. So I would say it's a 9 out of 10. I'd give it a 7 because I'd say it won't be, it will be iconic. But uh, if you take most people, especially casual audiences, to them, it'll be a very forgetful film. Film that they it'll be like a film they remember as one that they did not understand. So, in a broader cultural perspective, I don't think it'll be as iconic as Inception and Interstellar and other movies by Nolan. Yeah, I I have a feeling like if this was done by any other director, this would have been something mm. they talk about. But because Nolan has done Interstellar and Inception, yeah, yeah. it all like overshadows this. Because it's already in that sci-fi genre. So yeah, that's yeah. a good point. Hmm. So it was pretty underwhelming for most people. That's what I think. Right. I would still stick with money. Right. Okay. Shall we do shall we do the math? <laughs> All right, time to do the maths. This uh, is gonna surprise both know, of you, us, I think. <laughs> do you do you write the scores down? Yeah. Uh do you want to review and change anything? Nah, I'm fine. <laughs> You're fine with it? You want to uh, Can I if I if if I want to? Yeah. Yeah, that's all right. Okay. No, I don't think I want to. No. <laughs> no, no, that's okay. I I think I got it spot on. Are you counting? Yeah. Oh my god. This is going right. to surprise yeah, me, yeah, yeah. I think. Right. What's your total? Holy shit. <laughs> What's your total? What the fuck? I bet it's high because yours was high. Yours was high. Okay, you want to hear it? Yeah, tell me. 65. 65? Okay, mine 63. Not that bad. <laughs> not that wow. different. I didn't think it would be this low, though. No, actually. But then I think I think it, it's kind of fair. I, I wouldn't want to bump up the numbers on this. A C. This would be a C. Yeah. <laughs> Is it a C plus? It's a C plus, no, basically. It's a C plus for me. It's a C for you. You're not even 65. Uh, uh, Damn. It feels a bit too harsh, no? <laughs> yeah, no we can't change it. <laughs> we need <Yeah>. a proper review. <laughs> yeah. This is a breakdown. <laughs> well, I'm surprised. Damn. 63. That will be... Is it a 63% on Rotten Tomatoes? What's the Rotten Tomato score? Let me check. I don't think it's this low. Nobody would give Chris Nolan this low. Except us. It's 70% on <laughs> Rotten Tomatoes. But congrats, we just made the lowest. <laughs> <laughs> but but it's bad. Like I mean, it's not that bad. I thought it'll be like in the 50s or below 50s. But, but we looked at every, really every point. So that's... Yeah, yeah. When yeah. you look at this every single proper, point. 
these better than rotten tomatoes go <laughs> yeah they don't you get the impact of the film <laughs> yeah yeah I'm sure they don't know me sonse <laughs> <laughs> now you're being cocky <laughs> have to go in line with the film okay shall i just just for the fuck of it shall i just give like an overall score and in both scores and divide it by 2 why no no two or two do that okay let's just keep it like all right fine keep let's it keep it like i mean let me come to like 60 uh, like 64 anyway you're giving a median score yeah ah huh. yeah it doesn't make a big difference still be that yeah it's the same thing <laughs> it's in the 60s <laughs> That's right. I'm surprised though. I was expecting yeah. I'll probably put like 75 at least. Hmm. Yeah. What did you think what did, guess, you think? what did what was your guess when you started how much? I was I was thinking 50s because I knew I didn't really? like it that much. 50s. But then, but then actually after the second viewing I actually liked it. Sort of. Yes. So maybe so 60s? Have... Yeah. So you have done correct you have been spot on yeah no in the sense yeah i mean we were, we were we were very harsh like for example you gave post production sonsense like 5 and then uh, acting 6 both of us gave 6 i gave post 7 when you gave 5 and uh, other stuff you were pretty generous generous for impact you gave 9 uh, yeah for directing i actually gave more than you gave 12 and i gave 15 and for writing yeah. uh, i gave 9 i can't I change 12. it i can't change it that's the thing oh, you were you were way too generous on the generous on the writing because writing basically fucked up the movie but then exactly i gave, gave 12. 12 yeah <laughs> can't yeah. Be. but it's just ecstasy yeah. all right whoever who watched this If you think they will be caught it right comment your score yeah. down below <laughs> what did you get? Yeah go go according to the yeah. uh, categories this is interesting and good luck this yeah, is good luck like this is the new tenant score forget to shit. rotten tomatoes and shit yeah <laughs> is official y'all yeah. this, this will be official movie review yeah like Did you move the mic again? <laughs> Did you hear that? This will be the official <laughs> from yeah. uh, every single movie we do. Whatever score we get, that's the right one. <laughs> <For those. laughs> yeah, because we were bold enough to go bad on yeah. like Christopher Nolan. <laughs> yeah, started with so, so giving Christopher Nolan a C. Yeah, and I yeah. think I think the audience should know that like we two are Christopher Nolan. Suckers. Yeah, we love Christopher Nolan. I mean, so the fact that we were this are literally said is this are literally said he watched Interstellar eight times. <laughs> no, <laughs> people do okay, but exactly Christopher Nolan fans do that. Yeah, not someone random casual fan would watch it one film eight times. <laughs> so now so, uh, probably next week we'll talk about. uh once upon a time in hollywood right uh, yeah we are going from one great director to dissing on another one probably not uh, it's a this is like we we are pretty divided on that yeah but uh this is a very interesting conversation you know yeah. i mean like definitely it was like very very like we were going to keep it for 30 minutes and we thought like 
now it's going to be 2 hours yeah, so i i took the side i timed it and 30 minutes into it you were still talking about directors <laughs> so yeah. like fuck to <laughs> directors and uh, i think men are going to stick to the structure you know it feels better fun to talk with, about yeah and we go more in depth and it feels more interesting yeah 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 This is better and yeah, hats off to Manro with coming up with this concept. It, it, I think it works. Thanks. And thanks. it's fun at the end. No good form and debut, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> right. Alright, guys. Then see, see you next time. Maybe we'll prepare another film.